Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. This is Brett Amron and welcome to The Practice Podcast. Hello, Brett. This is Jeff Bast. And today we have a very special guest, Miss Patricia Beitler. Hi, Patricia. How are Hi. you? Hi, Welcome. Patricia. Welcome. Patricia is the founder and CEO of Velocitas Interactive Marketing and Public Relations. And she actually founded that firm nearly 20 years ago. You, I don't know if you know this, but you started your company in 2002. So next year will be your 20-year anniversary. I'm excited for the party. Uh, Velocitas was one of the first Miami agencies with the capability to take a company from inception and development to a fully functional, recognizable brand. So brand awareness and development is one of their sweet spots. But Velocitas uses so many other vehicles to support their clients. And I think what best summarizes what Patricia does is that Velocitas leverages strategic marketing and exposure tools to generate targeted awareness for their clients. And Patricia has a technology background and MBA, and so she is very well suited for what she does, a true expert in her field. So welcome, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Welcome. And thanks for coming on what really the yeah, we listeners have a rainy don't know. Day. It's really a yeah, we have a rainy day, day up, today, so. but... Thank well, you for coming. As as you as we say in Miami, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes; it'll change. <laughs> so, Patricia, marketing and branding—I know—is your sweet spot. You represent all kinds of companies. Who are your clients? Not by name, but just what types of companies uh, do you work with? So, obviously, we have been working with law firms for many years now. Also, healthcare. We have an account that's one of the largest Medicare locally owned in Miami that we've been working with that is also really fun. And um, startups, we like to develop the brand. We take a lot of passion and involvement in developing the brand. And also real estate, we've been working with brokerage and building them as a brand, the brokers, and then also the firm and the agencies. So yeah, a little bit of everything. I love that because of my experience, I have worked in so many different industries. So we don't, we have our verticals. However, Mm -hmm. we're pretty, you know, open as long as it's a good fit and, you know, we could work together as a team. Great. So obviously uh, our podcast is geared towards lawyers and professionals. It seems like you do a lot of work with professionals. How are lawyers doing in the marketing and branding segment? Because my view is a lot of them aren't doing so hot. You know, I think it's interesting. Some lawyers are getting it a little bit more that they need to differentiate themselves. And some are old school and they really are never going to change. (laughs) So it really depends on what side of the spectrum you are on. But it's great to see that and then try to provide some new ideas and insight into what's happening now. And sometimes we convince them to do a little something to get out of the box. And then sometimes you know, just things that, you know, I think it really takes some emotional intelligence to really understand where they are and then how you can transition them a little bit, you know, even if it's not substantial, but as much as you can to get them yeah. out there. So, so what are some of the old, not not to go backward, right? But what are some of the old school ways or old things that you think that lawyers or that you've seen that lawyers have done that really don't work anymore, right? Some, some of the old ways of marketing. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, the old ways that we we, have, we were discussing earlier yeah. is like, you know, that you have a brochure and you're just handing it out and you're not doing, uh, you're not using digital. And I think that's something that's really important that probably also the pandemic, I think, facilitated the realization that they needed to be online and, and you know, update their website and their digital right. presence. Prior to that, everybody was like, ah, we're good. We don't need to do anything. So for us, that year was pretty incredible because everybody decided at that point, they're like, hey, Patricia, remember that website I told you about two years ago? You know, right. You got flooded. Yes. Yes. So it was a blessing. But, you know, it was like the hose. (laughs) You can imagine. Yeah, I'm sure. I think gone are the days where you just, you know, you go to a lunch and you hand somebody a brochure or you go to a conference and you still see people because I went to my first in-person conference recently about a week ago and you still see people walking, just walking up to a circle and literally handing out their cards, not really talking to people, but just handing out your cards. That is not marketing. The the issue with that is the disconnect that they're not connecting with you on a personal level. So you're just giving out a piece of paper. There is something to the touch and having, uh, uh, you know, people love that. There is still, that's why business cards. Takeaway, right. right. Yeah. Because they feel it, they touch it. They're like, oh, this is so interesting. Sometimes you'll have a card that's like more like a credit card or a really nice paper right. that people admire and Something can appreciate. That distinguishes the card, Yes, right? and I love paper. Right. I love, you know, I love writing. So they, they go hand in hand. Yeah. But just like a nice, thick stock, there's nothing like that that represents you. You know, almost like your firm end, handshake. Right, isn't that at the end of the interaction? So a token. Absolutely. So first let's meet, let's connect. Here's a, And here's a way to remember me so we can, Con, you know, connect further. Correct. And I think from the marketing standpoint, it's also you need to say or think about what it is that's going to differentiate you right be- before that, even before you provide the business card so that they could remember you, you know? So, I mean, just as we were talking about your brand mm-hmm. and how you differentiate yourself, like everybody that knows you, they know what you stand for, you know, and, and that's Who something. Who we are as yes, people. Exactly. Right. And that's what puts you on a different level. Yeah. And I think that you know, forever, right? Uh, lawyers or maybe even any professional would sort of distance themselves, them personally from their work and their clients. And then you would just say, well, that's my lawyer. Well, do you mm-hmm. know what your, who your lawyer is and what they do when they're not actually practicing law? And I think it used to be, no, right. <laughs> I have no idea. That's right. And so I think that's changed, right? Completely. That's yeah. actually something that's really And I love that because really it's the person, right? And everybody's so unique Mm -hmm. that it's important that you stand out and people know what it is about you that that is different and then how they remember you. And a lot of people don't think about that or they're just trying to, they close, you have to compartmentalize who they are and what they do and all of that. And I think that now the new world is really who you are, it's all combined and it's actually what makes you stand out online in those personal encounters and they remember you. And I would think that's how a client is going to connect, right, with the lawyer. You never know. Maybe the client and the lawyer, you know, really have a lot more in common and that relationship is going to grow stronger, which ultimately will benefit the client in the long run. Yeah, very much so. I yeah. think that having that relationship, the long-term relationship, mm-hmm. that's really what it's all about. Yeah. And yeah, you know, you need to have that for sure. And so obviously they need to come to somebody like you to figure out how across all the different media that there are, right? How do you create that image, you know? And how? what would be the first thing you would tell a lawyer? This is very hard putting on the spot, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you. If you come to a lawyer who's traditionally old school that you just talked about that goes around and either hands out a car to 
20 people in a circle or do they, do they have a website? Does this, hypothetical uh, I don't know if they have, have a, website. a website. That's a fair point. Um, I actually came into contact with a lawyer very recently in a case, not in Florida that I could not find the website. And I, so I, if they have one, it's not, it's not, I, very, I don't think they have one small firm, but that's what they did not have a website. And so I, that was first one in like wow. a really long time. So, you know, and they, or they hand out brochures and they're just very old school. They go to conferences and they just, you know, that's it. How do you get started? Well, it's first evaluating or having that conversation just in the sense that you want to know what it is about them. Besides their expertise and their practice areas, it's really important to look at what they do when they're not working or what their passions are that they'd really like to be doing. Or I actually like to ask a lot as well what their media wish list is, right? Because that also tells you a little something about them. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had clients over the years that want to be in the Today Show or, you know, they have like a very specific (laughs) vision of themselves (laughs) that may or may not be realistic. Right. However, you talk to Brett? That that was Jeff. No, that was (laughs) totally Jeff. So it's funny because everybody has, you know, what that and and I like to actually my my favorite thing is actually making that happen. So I don't really want to be in the forefront or on TV. I like to Mm -hmm. make the magic happen in the background. And that makes me very fulfilled. So, but I like to ask those questions and then delve deeper into that and then build the brand even further. You know, just thinking about you guys, you already have your persona out there to some degree, you know, and even as, as the firm has evolved. However, there's other ways to even take that up a little bit further and mm-hmm. and talk about the story and, and things like that. And everybody loves the story. Right. Yeah. So I guess first it's, if I'm hearing you right, first it's defining the brand. What is the brand? What are we trying? And then it's promoting the brand and telling the story. Mm-hmm. And part of why, right. Part of why we have this podcast is for that very, for that very reason. So we can one, tell our story, connect with friends like you and share your story. And also just so people can hear our voice and kind of get to know us on a personal level. Yeah, which is very important. And then elaborating on that, even like what you already have mm-hmm. out there. So, so yeah, the more that you have that, the better. Right. I, I think tr- traditionally, you know, the Brett's hypothetical lawyer, old school lawyer, doesn't do marketing because I think what happens with lawyers is they're too busy to do marketing until they're not busy enough. And that's when they want to start doing marketing. And at that time, it's kind of too late. So the time to do marketing is not just when you're not busy. It's really today, all the time, right? Marketing is a full-time It has to be continuous. Yeah. And there's all the elements to it that have to be working together simultaneously. Right. And that's really the most important thing. I think I said that in one of our meetings, how it's almost like the classic car. I like to think of it like the well-oiled machine, you know, that old Mustang from 1975 Mm -hmm. and how all those pieces have to be moving together. And, you know, you have to keep them going and working together like a symphony. Right. And if you don't drive it for a long time, it's not going to drive very well. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, there's peaks and valleys, right? And so you want to try to avoid in terms of the work, right? And so you want to try to avoid the valleys or the valleys being too deep. And so if you, like Jeff said, if you go and you, you know, do your marketing for a little while and you get a couple of good cases Mm -hmm. or you get some good work, uh, you do that work and you're busy. So you say, I don't have to market right now. I'm just going to do this. When those are done... Then you look back and you say, oh, wait, okay, I don't have anything. So let me go now Mm -hmm. (laughs) and market again. And you need that consistency. You need to have sort of, like you said, that brand awareness. Mm -hmm. And I would think that in the legal profession as well, given the fact that there's so many different practice areas, right? And there's a lot of firms like ours, right? That really focus on a practice area. Mm -hmm. 
you have to sit down with the lawyer and say, okay, well, who are your clients? Who's your audience? Yeah. Right. To figure out sort of, okay, well, what's our strategy going to be and where are your clients or prospective clients and, and how do you get them? Right. And what are you doing to stay top of mind? See, that's right. where the most important thing is. And that's where right. that consistency is so essential. It's almost like the long game, like like SEO, right? A lot of people are like, oh, I want to do SEO and I mm-hmm. want to have linking and all of that. But you can't just do it that one time, you know. Right. So, yeah, the same thing. You could get there, but if you're not staying there, it's really it's really ineffective, right? But I think the part of the struggle is being top of mind enough, but not to the point where you're annoying, Right. And that's and so the, that's I've had balance. a lot of people, yes. you know, we've, I've had that conversation many times with mm-hmm. lawyers and that actually I've gotten some feedback on our marketing. They're like, yeah, you, you know, I kind of feel like I hear, I see you guys all the time, but it's not to the point where I just want to unsubscribe. Right. So I, I don't know where, how you, that's a tough that balance, balance, right? It's a strategy. Yeah. Right. And that's, that happens to be one of my strengths and I've been able to do it where I know, you know, it's, a, it's about timing, mm-hmm. you know, and some people have good timing and some people don't. Right. And having that continuous timing, you right. know. And I think it's the methodology too, because if you're sending, if you're one of those firms that just, that's using email and you're sending an email every day. You know, it's just going to get deleted. Yeah. Where you know, whereas if you if it's you know LinkedIn or some other right. social media, I can touch that if I'm a viewer. I can mm-hmm. I read that at my leisure. It's not coming to me. I'm going to it. Right. So unlike email, that's flooding my inbox and is you know. Yeah. So is it keeping the methodology diverse? Yes. Right. Absolutely. And and yeah. using all of those different methods, which is why usually a marketing director isn't sufficient for that. If you only have one person in that role, because they don't have the skill set to be able to do all of those different roles at the same time or, you know, handle all of those things. Right. Well, I think a lot of firms or especially smaller firms either don't have a marketing director or have somebody in their office, maybe their office, office manager, manager that's been <laughs> tapped as the marketing director yes. slash accounts receivable slash accounts payable. So, you know, and the, you know, slash part-time trade, paralegal. Paralegal. Right. Or an associate. Exactly. Right. And yeah, an yeah, associate yeah, yeah. who's yeah. the marketing director. And so I, I think, you know, we have learned certainly over the years the importance of having that expertise because mm-hmm. we're just, you know, we may be very good at the law, but but marketing, especially in today's environment, is just a different, it's a different creature. Yeah, yeah. I know for sure. And that's why it's great to be able to you know, provide that where it's like, oh, right. there's always something new and different and changing it up. And the other thing you said, you both have said that it's, you know, it's not the kind of thing that's cookie cutter. There is oh, no one yeah. size fits all, For right? No. Everything no. is tailored to the practice area, <laughs> the types of cases, the type of person that that lawyer is, who, where they, who their clients are, where they get their referrals. There's so many, so much nuance to, you know, to business development. Even within the law firm, right? So you have a big firm, big firm, small firm, obviously that's different, but then each lawyer might be distinct, Mm -hmm. right? In terms of how they come across and they are individually, but also in terms of how they come across. And so maybe somebody want prefers, and we have that here. Someone prefers to write, someone prefers to go stand up and speak. Mm -hmm. Someone prefers like Jeff to be on the Today Show. There's just varying things that you, and so somebody who is running marketing would have to sort of sit down and figure out, right? Mm-hmm. And talk to the client and say, right. all right, well, tell me. You and know. also creating something specific. Like, for example, if you have five partners or six partners, mm-hmm. 
every one of those partners, it's almost like their own individual campaign, right. you know, mm. for their yeah. practice area or for what it is for them. If they want to be speaking right. or writing, you know, it really all depends. And that's where that thought leadership comes in mm-hmm. uh, and positioning them individually. Right. And I would imagine for you working with a law firm, with that law firm that has five partners, you know, one of those partners is going to do every single thing you ask and another one you're going to be <laughs> all over them and have to ride them. And the third one, third one doesn't do anything and is never going to do anything. So it's, um, you know, this is something that lawyers, I think, don't want to do because it's not as natural as they weren't trained to do it. And they also don't see immediately, there's not an immediate benefit. You know, you bill an hour or you know a couple of hours, you put it in your little billing system mm-hmm. or you get collections. I mean, there's right. an immediate, I did the work and now I can see the results. They can't bill for marketing. Right, they can't <laughs> bill for marketing, but also there, it's not like you, you don't go to a conference and come back with a new case necessarily. Right. Sometimes, mm-hmm. hey, if that, if that works out, fantastic, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it's not, it's a long game. Yes, definitely a long game. And I think that's another thing to look at marketing in in the sense of the value and investment, um, having that long-term, you know, long game. I've been able to show that over the several years of working with a firm, which I love and I'm very proud of, that it's continuous, but then it goes in those ebbs and flows and also being able to be top of mind at just the right time. You know, in those important times. Yeah, and I feel like there's a little bit of a stigma on lawyers marketing themselves as opposed to a business, right? No one cares when a small business markets themselves to go, you know, let's say it's a restaurant. But I feel like there's this stigma in the public about lawyers marketing their business, do you, do you feel that or see that? Or is that something that, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me feel that, I don't know. I mean, I think it's all your perspective, yeah. really, because some attorneys really want to get out there and do marketing. And, you know, I've worked with them and they're very good at what they do, that they just enjoy the connections and the business development side of it. Right. And some don't want to do it. They want to have the agency do that on their behalf or somebody else. So it just really depends, you know, back to that persona. Right. You yeah. Know, and what they enjoy doing. And, and most of the time, you know, they don't, they'd rather be billing. Yeah, and I think I think you're. I mean, to Brett's point, there's um, sort of a, a struggle, an internal struggle between humility and yeah. self promotion. You know, nobody wants to be out there saying I'm great. Well, Yet on social well. media, you're, you're kind of that's like when you're promoting. That's kind of what yeah. you, you know you do. For us, it's a little easy because we can promote all the great people around. And for me, I have you know Brett that I can always say how great he is, and so that does make it a little easier. But I think it's that just not easy. natural. It's very easy to, to do. To promote. Sure. <laughs> That's why <laughs> they have an agency yourself. to promote. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's why. Exactly. And, 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 exactly. But it's exactly hard. the point. I think it's that hard, is why right? it's so important to have someone like Patricia, you know, in your toolkit. Because it you make it easier for them. And I, I think that's the like I would say the heart of what you do. Not only do you develop the strategy, but you kind of make it easy for the lawyer to do, you know, their marketing. Cause they're not if you just say go do go market, first of all, they don't even know what that means. But if you say, I want you to go to this conference and here's a list of the people that are gonna be there, I want you to meet those people, mm-hmm. make a connection, set up a lunch. You know, you you give them specific tasks, and that's kind of what lawyers are accustomed to. They know when they get a complaint, they know they need to file an answer. You know, they know the steps, right. but defining the steps in marketing is a little more amorphous. Yeah, so. and I think also once you're doing it, and you guys have your own marketing mix, mm-hmm. so I think that it's interesting because it starts becoming that symphony where you could kind of see it flowing, and you know, and, and things that are happening internally and externally. So that's I think it just starts 
becoming natural, like you were saying, that you're fighting something or, you know, as part of it. And then also, you know, a lot of the time, once you're working with a team, you just have to review and approve things, which is nice. <laughs> I think another issue, too, is a lot of firms and, and attorneys think that there's a lot of work involved. That they think, oh, you know, I'm going to sure. have to, I'm going to, it's going to take away from my billing, you know? And I think that's a major misconception because it doesn't, it isn't like that. It's really more first you kind of get putting yourself out there and saying, this is who I am. This is what I'm, you know, this is everything about you that differentiates you. Mm -hmm. And then us building upon that on your behalf. Well, it certainly does take time for the lawyer or to do it, but it's a bit short-sighted, right? To say, well, I can't do it because it's going to take away from my billing today. I think, as you were saying earlier, it's the you got to play the long game, right? Mm -hmm. It's creating relationships, putting it out there, creating the brand, and then that's going to take time. It's not, I think Jeff alluded to, going to one conference, getting one matter or whatever. It's planting the seeds right. and continuing to water it, right? Mm -hmm. And to allow the tree or the plant to grow because that's kind of how you build your brand, right? Yes. And then maybe perhaps there is some, the work that you have to plant a few seeds, but you don't have to water them. You know I mean? Right. No, pa like passive, right? Right. Like, sure, so, if, sure, so I like, sure. I like analogies a lot, Sure. but I, yeah. I like to think of it that way. And mm -hmm. I you know, you know, you've planted, Jeff planted the seeds over the years that, right. you know. I'm a farmer. Right. You've, you've been I'm farming. out there. We are planting seeds all the time, but you're like, you, like you said, you can't just plant it and leave it alone. You got to. No. And I'm driving Check the tractor. Just you got all this. <laughs> well, I think about when we met in 2009, which was like that's, a lifetime ago. But right. <laughs> that's right. when we, we, we started our firm in 2009, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. So, yeah. And that's creating, it's building relationships, starting relationships, nurturing those relationships, mm -hmm. create, you know, creating them, building them, and nurturing them, you know, and not necessarily, you know, I guess in that order. But also, it's, you know, giving back to, uh, you know, people. I think. People are afraid to ask for help, not realizing how much others want to help. You know, when you, when someone asks you for help, I mean, you're always, whatever it may be, yeah. unless they want you to help move furniture or something like that. <laughs> but if you're, I mean, if you're looking for help, introductions to people or networking opportunities, I'm looking for an organization, I'm looking for a charity to get involved in, people are eager to, to assist. And especially if you assist them, then they're even more eager to assist in return. Yeah, it's all, I mean, it's obviously the brand is is a significant component in, in making sure that it's all consistent, right? And it's just, it's relationship building. I mean, that's the mm -hmm. key to it. And for young lawyers, especially who come out of law school and, you know, they, they want to work and they want to absorb it all. It's really important, perhaps more important for them at their age and their experience level to start building their brand so that when they're as old as we are, mm -hmm. meaning me and Jeff, not you, me and Jeff are, it's, it's already done for them. There's a certain component of marketing as we grow as lawyers when we're involved in cases, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, it's called reputation, right? And so people know who we are in terms of that component of it. But then there's the disconnect of who we really are as people and sort of what we stand for. Right. And so that's where I think you come in, you know, and helping a lawyer professional sort of bridge that gap. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. For sure. So shifting gears a little, we're recording this in October of 2021. Mm. And so I think it, we, it seems like 
we're starting to return to in-person events. I attended my first in-person event in Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago, a big bankruptcy conference. And so are you, you know, are you seeing, is, am I right? Are we seeing, is this the beginning of a trend and how, you know, how do, what do you, yeah, what do you predict? About? Things are opening up. I mean, there's, there's now, you know, people are planning events, you know, as we discussed for our Basel there's a lot of different, you know, people are getting more comfortable now that everything's been better. So I definitely foresee it continuing to evolve. And by the time the holidays, as long as nothing else happens that we're uh, not aware of. So our, our law firms or your, your clients, are they a little shy about planning an in-person event? How do you go about it in this stage? You know, it's making sure that everybody's comfortable and doing what a lot of people feel very comfortable outside. So I usually try to, you know, direct them in that <laughs> because right. that if there and now as the season comes, it's better to do something indoor, outdoor. And that way you have people that are more comfortable outside. They right. can be outside. And do you promote that? Do you say that when you're promoting oh, yeah. the event? Hey, yeah. we're going to be outside. and In communications, actually, the first breakfast that we had, you know, we had like our first networking, you know, a few months ago. And I remember wanting it to be outside specifically or, or making a big note about that, you know, and because and right. I was trying to be considerate of everybody. And it was funny that nobody actually wanted to be outside. So everybody <laughs> wanted to be inside. <laughs> and it was a very successful event. I was really surprised because it was packed and everybody was wearing their masks and they didn't want to leave. So it was like a bagels and networking, you know, breakfast event. And I think that I felt the momentum at that point. And then, then the Delta happened. And mm -hmm. then now it's like we're back there again where we're planning, you know, anniversary events, you know, mm -hmm. which are which is great. And it's also going to be outdoors <laughs> yeah. to make sure everybody feels comfortable. But, you know, I think it's definitely evolving and, and it will continue to be back to quote unquote normal. Yeah, I feel like it's a good time for it because people are so eager to, to get to get out there and sure. see each other and, and hug and hug. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're here in Miami, right? We have the benefits. You said the season right now is the weather's getting much better, except for right. today. Much better for us, right, to be outside. Whereas, you know, in other parts of the country, it's going to be more difficult to do outside events yeah, no, when it's so cold outside. But that's got to add, to me, it sounds like it adds such an, it's like a complete, another layer, if you will, to a planning process and say, okay, well, what's our audience or the, our guests, you know, what are they going to feel comfortable with? Mm -hmm. Should indoors, outdoors, should it be, should there be food and drinks? Because then people then take the people masks take the off, mask off and right? Yeah. right. I mean, that's got to add just another, like a, just a crazy layer to already what must be crazy to plan events and stuff. The other thing I would say is like with now, because of the prevalence of masks, that name tags are so much more important <laughs> because it's kind of hard to, especially, you know, with business, with networking, some, you walk into a room of, uh, you know, your, ver your bar association or whatever it is, you haven't seen these people in a long time. Half, you know, if they're wearing a mask, it is difficult to recognize some people. I mean, and, you know, they, people look different. It's been two years, you know, they change their hair or whatever it is. So I find that name tags are way more important now than ever. And I always like name tags because it just alleviates the pressure on everybody that they, you know, I don't, I always say my name. I assume you don't remember my name. So say yours, but name tags, you know, get, get rid of that. And it's just a small thing, but. I go a long way. <laughs> I, I well, think an important one. loud music. At an event too, oh, right? Yeah. And what because if you have music no at an event, music, right? Yeah, and people are wearing masks, it was hard to hear people before, even before, right? Before yeah. without the masks, and now, God, it that's is, 
Yeah, it's so challenging. Yeah. With the masks. I feel like right now, a, a lot of people are foregoing the mask. It's becoming like, mm. uh, oh, right. yeah. little by yeah. little, uh-huh. like just people are just getting more comfortable right. and just don't even want to deal with a mask. And I, uh, do, I do think serving food and drink gives them permission Right. To take yes. their mask off. Right. But then they never put it back on. That right. Right. went to another right. event. Yeah. But, you know. So, right. And so, and that's, you know, a function of we've been in this yeah. thing for a long time. Most of us we're, are vaccinated. Yeah. Some of us. I feel like we're going back to, I think you alluded to it before, Patricia, the pre-Delta variant, right? Where people are getting more comfortable yes. and masks were coming off. Definitely. People are getting vaccinated, and now I think we're getting back to that level. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully we continue down that path. But I think that I agree. I think more in-person events are happening, and they're going to start to... I think there's going to be more of them now because people have this pent-up mm-hmm. energy, right? Are you seeing that? Are you seeing people wanting oh, to plan yeah. more in-person events For now? sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely... There's there's a need for it, and, mm-hmm. they, and, and not only that. I mean, but some people also feel comfortable at home, and, and I think this is been a test of that where some people are actually utilizing technology still and where they're, they'd yeah. rather just forego the in-person event. But yeah. you need to, yeah. the reality is, and you guys know this, that mm-hmm. to really connect, you need to be in person. It's know? just so much better. Yeah, you, know, you, you can, can you can, you know, I, and I've done that during the pandemic, you know, seeing someone in a, in a Zoom, like in a court hearing or something and sent them a separate note and said, hey, let's connect after and done that. But it's just, it's just not the same as meeting face to face and, and chatting over an extended period of time. So let me ask you, the firms, you work with a variety of service firms. Are you taking new clients still? Because I know there are going to be millions of lawyers that listen to this and they're going to want to contact you millions. immediately. <laughs> Or maybe, or maybe they're maybe they're intimidated about the idea of hiring and you know marketing someone like you. Is it? But you know they shouldn't be, right? Why, why, you know why should they? Who should call you and and when now? Um, I mean, really, yes, I am. I'm open. I'm always open, and, and I'm very open minded about you know all different types of firms and businesses. Uh, it just really depends on the fit. I, I don't really believe that there's any competition, and I say this for any business really. Because it's who you connect with and who you feel that you're going to have as a partner for, mm-hmm. for a long time. And that's somebody different for everybody, just just as everybody has their their unique elements. So for me, it's just us connecting and then seeing if there's an opportunity and, and if they are also willing to grow their brand. Right. So it's any, committed to it. any company or firm that wants to grow their brand. Yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, I, I love marketing. I eat, sleep, and drink it all day long. And that's really my true passion. You know, I studied IT and, and technology, which at first everybody thought was a joke. When I remember after working at Lucent Technologies and, and coming around with my new business card, they were like, wait a second, I thought you were in technology. This is, and so it's funny because now it's it's a perfect marriage. Right. Marketing is technology. <laughs> right. Know, yeah, the two have to go hand in hand, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't stop. But there were right. people that they were just, they didn't understand. They yeah. really thought. So yeah, I mean, now, and I love love that because I could look at that and see how it all, you know, how, how, how they can Connects, do it better, right. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. This was fun. If you have any questions for Patricia or for us, please drop us a note. And if you liked this episode of the podcast, please give us a five-star review. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and share this show with your friends and family. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you, Patricia. And thank you, Nelson. Thank you, Nelson. For more information on this show and other resources, visit FastAmron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at FastAmron. FastAmron.